recording? Yes. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to another Ramblin' Radio podcast, episode number 29. Let's go. Uh, you guys have been absolutely loving the podcast. The feedback has been incredible. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, it's been It's been a wild ride so far. And next year, we've got some, some big plans for this podcast uh, with our guests. We've got some guests lined up for next year uh, that I'm really excited about this year too, but, but also next year. Uh, we're, getting, we're getting some bigger guests, but I'm going to continue doing a mix, a mix of solo podcasts, a mix of, of guests. And if you have any suggestions, anybody that you want to, to see on the podcast, or if you really are digging these solo podcast episodes, um, please let me know because uh, I, I need the feedback because I want to make this as good as it possibly can be because it, it helps. It's, it's helping you. It helps me. It helps everybody. So, um, let me, let me dive into the five star reviews. Cause that's, that's part of the game. It's part of the show here. Uh, but I'm not going to take freaking 20 minutes. <laughs> like I've been taking every single podcast episode uh, in the past, I don't know, three episodes. It seems like, but anyways, uh, we got, uh, we got the the homie live above average. He said he or she said this man is a creator, a professional, and a genuine human being. His content is lively and informative, and his personality is supportive and charismatic. He's been very personable with me since I've begun following him, and continues to make a positive impact on everyone that I've known to follow him. Well, that is extremely nice. Thank you so much. Live above average. Thank you. Uh, we got Aiden Carpenter. Uh, this is an amazing podcast. Absolutely, without a doubt, I'd recommend this to any and all creators. Zach creates an atmosphere that just about anyone could probably relate with, as well as shares stories that will motivate you to get out and create. 100% down-to-earth, genuine dude. Zach's killing it. Keep up the great work. Um, I love that. Thank you. Thank you, Aiden. Um, and anybody listening, if you guys want to leave a five-star review, I'd greatly appreciate it. Um, and the reason why I go so hard on these five-star reviews, if this is your first time listening, you're like, wow, you're just, this guy's just praising himself like all day long. This is, I don't want to listen to this. Um, I, I say it just for new, the, the new, uh, people that are listening to this, that, that haven't listened to many episodes because these reviews kind of give you an insight as to what you can expect. Um, so it's just kind of like a, a nice little thing. And I want to, I want to shout you guys out. If you guys say, or sh if you guys shout me out, I want to shout you out. So I really, I really appreciate the positive, the positive support here. Uh, we got Brendan Fun Funakoshi. You know, I, I used to know a Fundakowski, but this, but the last name is Funakoshi. It's close, very close. Uh, he said, this podcast is able to give so much great insight from Zach about the struggles and tactics of being a content creator or just a creator in general. I love that he doesn't just talk about how to make amazing videos and that's it. He actually goes out of his way and puts extra time into this, giving people real information of how to make it in different types of creative fields and even going out of his way to bring guests to help give their thoughts as well. I absolutely love this podcast and anyone wanting to take a deep dive into what it's like for people or excuse me, a deep dive into what it's like for people like Zach who want to make a living off of something that's more non-traditional. This will be perfect for you. Yes, I absolutely love that. Um, there are multiple ways to make it as a creator. And that's why I say creator and not just filmmaker and photographer. Uh, and, and, and even filmmakers and photographers can make it in, in, and make money in different ways than just filmmaking and photography. Because at the end of the day, we're all, we're all artists. We're all visual people, whether we're graphic designers, filmmakers, photographers, um, uh, illustrators. I mean, any, any kind of graphics or, or visuals, um, even even carpentry is you are a creator, a creator of carpentry. Uh, there's so many different uh, types of uh, ways to to make it as a as a creator, um, and I, I try to kind of expose those as much as possible. Uh, we'll do one more and then and then let's get into it. Uh, we got Andra 
Tapia, 74. Great podcast. Really recommend for people that are trying to become creators and trying to learn about what it takes to become a creator and build a lifestyle because uh, it isn't easy. And Zach is really a good example of this. Um, it, 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 it's easier than you think. And I, I, I love the, I love the review and I, I really appreciate that, but I, I just want to make, sh- make sure that everyone understands that it's, it's the reason why it's not easy for so many is because it, it's, it's you as a person that's stopping you. <laughs> okay. Um, that it took me a, a long time to realize that. And luckily I had the, the mentors that I, that I have to kind of open my eyes to that is, you know, it's, it's all you, you are the one that's stopping you, whether it's the decisions that you're making, it's the beliefs that you have. It all stems from your beliefs. Your beliefs create your thoughts and your thoughts create your actions. And it's always, it always comes down to you. So, um, as long as you get you in order, the, the rest of it is is pretty simple. You just have to figure out you and you have to unlock that puzzle and open your eyes and and be ultra aware to it. And once you unlock that, uh, it really does get a lot easier. Um, anyways, that's it for the five-star reviews. Thank you guys so much. Uh, last weekend was an unbelievable and, and very special weekend. If you guys follow me on Instagram... Uh, at Zach Kravitz, we had our very first VIP experience. So for anyone that signs up for one of my two programs, the filmmaking course or the creator's blueprint, you have an opportunity to win a trip to Los Angeles and spend 24 hours with me. Super just tons of fun. Um, it was it was such a fun weekend. Sam Pack, shout out to Sam. He was the very first winner of this VIP experience. He was a member or is a member of the Creators Blueprint and won the VIP trip. And so he came from Atlanta and flew to LA. He got in Thursday during the day. We put him up at Mr. C's Hotel in Beverly Hills, uh, which is an unbelievable hotel. And then he he spent the day on his own doing his own thing, um, and and everything everything is 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 paid for as soon as you get to L.A. Everything is paid for, and um, and so he did his thing. He shot around, uh, kind of explored because it was his first time in L.A. And then Friday, I ended up renting us an R8, an Audi R8. It was the first time I really got to drive an R8, and oh my god, was that fun! Holy crap! I can understand why. Uh, uh, so many people buy this car, and it's been it's been one of my dream cars for a long time. It's it's and that's actually one of the questions that I got. This is a Q and A episode. Uh, we'll get into that later, but that's that's one of the questions that I got from you guys. Um, but yeah, anyways, an R eight has been a dream car of mine for for such a long time. Um, ever since I've been into Audi, I, I drive a, an Audi S three right now. If I could have afforded an R eight, about two years ago or three years ago, eh, about three years ago, I probably would have bought one. Um, unbelievable car. And, and my friends, uh, Catherine and uh, Brennan, the manifestation babe, you guys probably know who she is. Shout out to her. She, she owns an Audi R8 as well. And uh, it's just an unbelievable vehicle. Anyways, so we rented an R8 for the entire day. We ripped around uh, on that thing. Super fun. We went to brunch at this place called Bondi Harvest, which is an Australian brunch place. I don't know if they do dinner. I think they just do brunch, but such incredible food. And uh, we did that. And then we went on a hike. We drove to West Hollywood, went on a hike up to the Wisdom Tree. There's this beautiful hike. It's kind of near the Hollywood sign. And uh, it's a really, really fun hike. It's 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 hard, but it's, sh- it's short. It's steep, but it's short. So it's not too bad. Although it was like 90 two degrees out. It's been just weirdly hot here for some reason. Uh, I feel like the entire country, uh, the U.S., has got a cold front right now, except for California. It's 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 really strange. But anyways, super hot. We were kind of dying, but we got up to the top, shot some amazing photos, and, and just had a, a really fun time up there. And uh, we, we got personal. And, and anybody that wins the this VIP experience, 
you know, the reason why I do this in the first place is because a lot of you ask me for for one-on-one coaching and to get coffee and to pick my brain and to do all these things. And if I did it with everybody, I would literally have no time for myself. I, I would I wouldn't be able to spend time with my girlfriend. I wouldn't be able to spend time for myself. I would have zero business. I'd make no money and I'd live on the streets as a bum. It just wouldn't work. And uh, and I, it's just something that I don't have time for. And so what I try to do is I try to create opportunities, as many opportunities as I personally, as I possibly can right now, I try to create as many opportunities to give you my time and not just my time, but, but other creators times and personal time, anybody that invests with me, it's a lifelong investment. And I try to give you, um, as much personal one-on-one group time as I possibly can. And so this VIP experience is just one of those opportunities. And so we talk, it's basically a one-on-one coaching session for 24 hours uh, while we're doing really, really fun shit. So uh, it's kind of a win-win. But anyways, we did Wisdom Tree, amazing, got out of there. And then we drove to Elysian Park. I think that's how you pronounce it. And this was like the first time that I've really that I had been there to stop and actually take photos. I've I'd driven through there. I'd driven through there with friends, but I had never really stopped to actually create a little something. And so we stopped, took the R8, we parked it in the middle of the road along these massive palm trees. And it's kind of a famous spot. And, uh, and we just had a lot of fun. And there was also another, there was a McLaren, uh, down the street and they were doing, and I think they were doing like a paid photo shoot cause they had a, like a whole light setup and they, they, they had two photographers and I think a videographer as well. And they were really trying, they were definitely on a paid shoot. It seemed like, but this McLaren, Oh my God, I love McLaren so much. There's such a unique car. And so it's just kind of a, it was just a, a really cool experience. And it was also Sam's first time in LA. So it was just, it was just really, really special. And then, um, I made a, I made a mistake of, uh, uh, well, actually, first of all, we, we had one issue before we got going. There was a huge accident in Malibu. We were supposed to go to Malibu in the morning and, and get brunch in Malibu and do a hike in Malibu instead of West Hollywood. And there was some accident. I, I don't know what happened, uh, but there, they, they closed down the Pacific uh, Coast Highway. And so we started to go up into the hills with this R8. And these streets are so narrow. And we just, we ended up getting stuck, not, not actually physically stuck, but the traffic, because everybody had to go up into the hills to get around the uh, block section on the Pacific Coast Highway. And so we're like, oh my God, this is this, we're, we're wasting an hour of time here. And so I, I turned it around and we hightailed it back to Santa Monica, uh, where this, this brunch place was. And so that kind of screwed our timing up. And what happened was Sam left his clothes, uh, at the hotel for dinner. I had my clothes with me cause I was actually going to go change in his hotel room and shower there and stuff like that. And then we were going to go to dinner, but because of this whole Malibu situation, and, and his hotel was in Beverly Hills, which is not anywhere near Malibu. Um, we we, we kind of had an issue. He didn't have his clothes. And so we were shooting photos in Elysian Park. Um, I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't, I don't even know. And downtown LA is, is right by there. And it was on the way. Dinner was on the way from Elysian Park to downtown. And because he didn't have any clothes to go out for dinner, we had to go and get clothes for him. So we actually ended up going to a mall in downtown LA. My phone ran out of battery. He, I told him the traffic was so bad. It was the worst traffic I've ever experienced in LA. And it was so bad. I told him, hey, get out of the car, run to H&M, go grab yourself a pair of pants. I'm going to go and park the car in the garage and I'm going to f- meet you in H&M. But I didn't even have my f- my phone was was no bueno. It was not charged at all whatsoever. It was completely dead. So I have no phone and so I parked the car in 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 the garage and I 
run over to H&M and he's not in there. And so I'm running around this mall trying to look for him with no phone. And uh, and then I ran into a couple of photographers, one of them, uh, Fernando, who who shoots photos of me sometimes. And, and we've been uh, buddies for a couple of years now. And we, I ran into him thinking it was Sam. Um, and I was like, wait, you're... Fernando, what are you doing here? <laughs> and then as I was talking to Fernando, I got a tap on the shoulder, turned around, and Sam was right there. I'm like, oh, my God, thank God. So then we, we, he, we grabbed his pants. We changed – both of us changed in the parking garage, and then we drove uh, to the restaurant. We went to Otium, Otium, Otium um, for dinner, and this place was – freaking magical unbelievable uh dinner probably probably the top probably the top two dinners i've had here in la and i've been to a bunch of places this was probably top two maybe even number one i don't know it was damn close it was un- unbelievable anybody living in, in la or based in la go to odium uh otium <laughs> uh unbelievable unbelievable res- restaurant and then, uh, and then I dropped Sam off at uh, Mr. C's Beverly Hills, and he caught a flight the next morning, uh, early in the morning, and and that was that. It was an unbelievable day. And anybody that is is in one of my programs, I I, re- I hope I hope you could have that experience. I hope I could give that experience to everybody. Uh, and I, I had just as much fun. Uh, I really did. So it was, it was a lot of fun. If you guys want to see a little sneak peek of that, you can go to my Instagram at Zach Kravitz and check out my most recent post just gives a little sneak peek. I think I'm going to create a vlog, but you can go and, and, and follow uh, Sam pack on Instagram. Uh, he's definitely going to be coming out with a couple of vlogs from the trip. So if you, if you want to see what that was like, um, probably a little bit better than me just talking about it but anyways that was the vip experience super super fun so for this episode what i what i decided to do was uh do a q a i put i put a poll or not a poll a, a little question thingy majigger on my instagram stories and you guys asked some really really interesting questions and I pretty much, I, I can't, ask, I couldn't ask all that. I just, I asked the ones that I think would help the most people and the ones that, uh, I, there's a couple of fun ones, but most of them, I think, uh, I, I get asked a lot, these questions. And so those are the ones that I wanted to ask because they, these, these are kind of like repeat questions. So I'm just going to go through them. And, uh, if, uh, your question is asked, that's amazing. And if it's not try to find yourself in the story, even if you can't really relate, um, for whatever reason, um, maybe you can find yourself in some sort of way in this person's question where it could help you in another situation. All right. But these are pretty, pretty, um, popular questions. So I, th- I think you'll be able to relate, but if not find yourself in the story. So we got a, we got a question by a Mendoza a underscore Mendoza underscore. He asked a really, really good question. He asked, how do you respectfully d- decline or say no to a project? Now I need a little bit more context because this could be, uh, you know, the, why are you saying no in the first place? There, there's a couple of reasons. First reason is, do you not, do you not want to work with this person? Are they not a good person? Or are you just not interested in the project? That's what I think uh, he's asking in this is he just doesn't want to do this project. So that's number one. Number two is the, the person does not have the budget for uh, the project to, to, to actually do the proper job for this project. They don't really have the budget. It's not really worth your time. So those are kind of the two situations I see in this question. So to answer your, your first question, if you really just don't want to do it, it's something that doesn't interest you. I always go with, hey, uh, hey, name, blah, 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 whatever their name is. Um, my schedule is just completely booked. And this is something that I just I can't do. I want to do, but I just can't do this right now. And I'm very, very grateful uh, for the opportunity. And I would love to help. But I just can't do it with, because my schedule is booked. You don't have to tell them why. You don't have to give specifics. But what I always do, always deliver and always leave with a, a lasting impression. And so I'll, I'll go above and beyond and I'll say, you know, even though I'm booked, even though 
this is just not a project that aligns with me or however you want to say it. Usually it's the go-to is like the schedule thing. Um, Offer to find someone that that project aligns with that whichever person you you can think of so if you know of someone that you're like man that would be a good project for for uh, sarah or that would be a good project for for uh, john or whatever um try to connect them try to at least offer some sort of solution even though you're 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 not offering them your your services so that's that's kind of how i do it and then if it's a budget thing if it's a money issue you can just simply say that you know you 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 are truly apologetic and just say you know i'm sorry but but the budget is just it's just not going to cover my costs for this project it's just not going to cover my costs in order to um to fulfill this project and, and do it the way you want it. You always, always, always talk to them as if you truly, as you, as, as if you really care about them and the end product. As long as you, as long as you talk to them, like you really care about their end product and they want to make, or you want to make sure that they get something that they truly love. It's going to be fine. You're going to come off really, really great. Um, and, and that's pretty much it. It's pretty, pretty simple in that aspect. So hopefully that helps. Let's go to the next question. We got, we got Johnny Hockstetler. Johnny Hockstetler. I hope I, I'm pronouncing that right. He asks, what's your go-to thing to do when feeling uninspired? This, I, I gotta tell you, this is like, this is the jackpot question. I mean, you guys ask this question all the time. I get this all the time and not just me, but like every time I see another uh, creator that is doing some sort of Q and a, this question is always in there. It's crazy. A lot of you feel uninspired. I feel uninspired all the time. Um, and I, I, I think I've got a really good answer for this. I'm proud of this because I, I feel like I've, I feel like I've, I've really solved it. So, Right now, personally, just being transparent here, I am in an uninspired place. To, for me to record this podcast was not easy. I had to, I had to really pull it out of me recording this podcast right now. And, uh, that's, that's kind of why I've been doing the solos. It's just been taking a lot out of me to, uh, to, to, to take some, some massive action. And there's good reason for it. And I don't have to explain myself to anybody, but, um, you know, I just came off of the filmmaking course launch. There's, there had been some, some issues with that and, and, and logistics and, and it's just been, it's been a wild ride ever since I'd say about August, um, September, maybe, maybe, maybe September, I would say, um, August, September ish. And, um, I'm exhausted. I am mentally exhausted. Uh, not to the point where I'm like completely burnt out. I, I, I stopped it before that, that point happened, but I'm just, I am enjoying my peace right now. And you may or may not have noticed that I'm not as like active on social. Maybe, maybe you have, maybe you haven't. Um, but I'm just, I'm enjoying my, my, my peace and quiet and my time to just chill. And I think that's, I think that is perfectly fine. And, and you should, you should feel okay with doing that depending on kind of where you're at. So right now I'm uninspired, but it's, um, I'm in this place of, of just kind of stillness because I choose to be, and I want to be here. And I'm uninspired, but I'm allowing myself to just be uninspired and, and just chill. I'm choosing that. And, and that is okay. For someone that's not choosing that, for someone that hasn't gone through a lot of hard work and uh, a lot of progress, and they're, just, they're still just kind of like stuck and you just feel like you haven't like really progressed or, or haven't, haven't gotten any momentum, there's there's a couple of things you can do. I don't know if you've heard the the couch syndrome. I just I think I just made that up, but you 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 probably be able to relate when you're when you're not feeling great. The best or easiest solution you have is to just like lie down on the couch. And when you lie down on the couch, as soon as you get on that couch and you lie down, 
it gets harder and harder and harder to get back up. So the reason why I tell you this is because you need to be a little bit careful with being uninspired and and not making any progress because as soon as you stop, it can get really, really hard to get going again. And for some of you, that, that, that line chilling period is a little bit longer than it should be. And so a great solution for you would be to do something, create some sort of movement, take some sort of action to gain that momentum back. No matter how hard it feels, just create some sort of movement. Get up, go somewhere, go on a drive, get going, accomplish something, no matter how small or stupid it may seem or feel. And and I, I encourage you to make it very easy and simple. Because you need to start gaining just a little bit of momentum, okay? So that's that's number one. Number two is I want you to think about all the times that you were inspired. Think about the times where you were like, maybe you're at the gym and you're just in the zone. You're like, oh my God, maybe you got inspired by that, that one song. It just spoke to you and you're like, oh my God, I got this like great idea. I got to get home and I'm going to just freaking attack this right now. Okay. Go to that moment and and re- replay it and, and try to feel what you felt in that moment. What did you feel? What was the biggest feeling you had other than obviously you're inspired? But how did you feel about it? I can tell you, I, I could tell you how you felt. Most of the time, I'd say 9.9 times out of 10, uh, you're going to feel when you feel inspired or in that moment is you're going to be happy and you're going to be joyful. All right. Think about all the times when you're not happy, you're not joyful, and you feel angry or you're just like stressed or whatever. Do you feel like creating and when you feel those emotions? No, absolutely not. Maybe you feel like creating something sad. When you're sad, let's say your girlfriend or your boyfriend breaks up with you and you're like all up in your feels. You might feel like creating something. You have that fiery burn. Maybe you're a little angry. All right, that's. Uh, I'll, I'll give you that one. That's. I've been there too, where I've wanted to create something because I've been, you know, feeling some sort of way. Right, but most of the time, nine out of ten times, not maybe not. I take back the nine point nine. Nine out of ten times, it's because you're happy and you're joyful and you feel good. Right. So my my best advice to you is get into that happy and joyful state. Don't get into uh, I got to be inspired state because then you're going to force it. Don't try to force it. Just try to get into that happy and joyful state. And the best way for you to do that is to simply just have fun. What are the things that you enjoy? What are the things that really make you happy? Sometimes that's playing video games. Okay, go play your video game. Sometimes that's going on a walk, going on a drive, going to the beach, going swimming, going surfing, going skiing, uh, going on a bike ride, hanging out with your parents. Do something that really like lights you up and, and makes you have some fun. All right. And whatever it is, don't try to be creative. Just try to have fun and then let it come to you. That's that's my best answer. And then And then just a little side note is sometimes when you're uninspired, some a, a big reason as to why that is is because you're stressed and you're overwhelmed. Um, best thing for you to do is to get into some sort of meditative state. So for some people, that's actually meditation, okay? Uh, for other people, that's going to the gym. And for uh, for others, it's, it's just taking a shower. Um, and taking a shower is actually something that that really helps me because when you take a shower, you're, you're, you're getting into a warm cocoon. It feels so good. And you're in the shower. You're in the present moment of that shower, and it feels amazing. And that's actually why you gain a lot of inspiration and ideas in the showers because you're not on your phone. You're not doing other things. You're simply in the shower. There's no way for you to be on your phone or distracted. You're simply in the shower and it's warm and cozy and the and the um, 
the overwhelm and the stress kind of evaporates a little bit. And as soon as it does, boom, you get hit with ideas. So those, I guess that's another, that's a third thing. So those are my three thoughts for you, uh, Johnny and, and anybody else listening to this. Let's move on to the next one. We got we got a question from Joshua Stephen Marsh. Oh, Josh, what's up, dude? Josh is in the filmmaking course. Um, he asked, "How do you figure out next life steps if you're afraid of the unknown and failure?" Ooh, it's very nice. It's a good question. Okay, my simplest answer is you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Okay, entrepreneurship. And because that's what, as a, as a creative, you are an entrepreneur, you have your own business, right? You're, you are an entrepreneur. So if, if you don't like that word for whatever reason, like get over it, use a different word, but you are an entrepreneur, you have your own business. Um, and, and when you are an entrepreneur and when you have your own business, you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. You have to be comfortable with taking risks and if you're not, then you just, if you're, if you need the certainty, then you're better off just getting a job and just not doing this because you're always going to have that uncertainty. And, and even in a job, you have uncertainty. You could get fired. You could, you could not have your job for long. It's still uncertainty and that's just life. But with a job, um, with a job, there, there's a lot less uncertainty, uh, than, than, being completely on your own with with no no kinds of, of safety nets. But what I do encourage my filmmaking course members and and my creator creators blueprint members is there are ways to create a income uh, where it feels like you kind of have that safety net by creating multiple streams of revenue by by having retainer clients where you're getting a monthly check month to month it makes it a lot easier uh, than than just bouncing around from client to client which is actually what I used to do when I was freelancing I didn't even know what a retainer client was um, like two years ago I didn't even know what that was. And I would just bounce around to the next client, to the next client, to the next client. And I, I just I just made it work because I was on my own. I did whatever I could. I did what it took to make it work. But I didn't even know what a retainer client was until um, I don't, like too soon, too recent, you know. Um, so there are a lot of things you can do to kind of create, recreate that, that little bit of certainty. But, um, there's an amazing quote by, I think people say it's Mark Zuckerberg. And I actually found this quote through a, uh, James Wedmore podcast. If you're, if you're not following James Wedmore, go check him out. He's, uh, he's brilliant when it comes to, um, anything entrepreneurship, but a lot of, of mindset and a ton of mindset stuff. He's, he's unbelievable. But, um, he said in his podcast that uh, a Mark Zuckerberg quote, and Mark said that the secret to success is making the right decisions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's not it, but that's, that's the start of it. The secret to success is making the right decisions. Well, you're like, okay, duh. That's the dumbest quote I've ever heard. Okay. Then he said, well, how do you make the right decisions? And the answer to that is you make it through experience. And how do you gain experience? And he said, by making the wrong decisions. Ah, ha ding, 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 light bulbs. Guys, be okay with making mistakes. Be okay with taking risks. If you're not okay with that, you're not going to do well in this world. You're going to live in scarcity. You're always going to be afraid. You have to embrace it. You have to embrace the mistakes. You got to embrace the wrong decisions because that's the only the only way you're going to grow. That's why I don't like the word, really, I don't like the word failure anymore. Um Everyone's so obsessed with like, oh, you got to fail. You got to fail. I don't like calling it failure. It's simply just a learning lesson. It doesn't mean that you failed. You just made 
possibly a wrong decision. And now you're going to learn from it and gain experience from that learning, from that, from that teaching tool, from that mistake that you made. That's where experience comes. And with more experiences, with more wrong decisions, the more right decisions come out of it. And with more right decisions, the more success. So it's just, again, it's another domino effect of, of all of these things. None of this would happen if you were afraid to even make a decision in the first place. That's why indecisive people drive me up the wall. It's like, make a damn decision. It doesn't matter. There is no wrong decision here unless whatever happens from it ends up being wrong, but you're not going to know. It's the same, it's the same with with. It's the same with anxiety. I mean, you're just you're anticipating for some made up thing to happen. You you really don't know. Yeah, there's some you can make a calculated risk versus just any kind of risk. Um, but at the end of the day, you really don't know what's going to happen, and you just you gotta you just gotta make the decision. And and if it's if it happens to be the wrong one, you learn from it and you continue down the path. You keep going and going and going. And with a little bit of patience, you're going to start seeing some some big up leveling moves uh, in your life. So hopefully that helps a little bit and uh, gives you some inspiration there. Uh, Next one. We've got Charlotte from Chicago. Let's go. She asked, if you could get a gig anywhere in the world, what country would you want it to be in? It's a very good question. And I have to say, it I, I, it doesn't even matter for me, like gig or no gig, I have a burning desire to go to Japan. I've been wanting to go to Japan for, I think, the past, past year and a half. The past year. I really want to go to Japan. I really want to go to Asia. Um, but, but more specifically, I want to go to Japan. I want to, uh, really dive into their culture and learn about their culture and, 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 and just, yeah, I just want to, what's the word I'm thinking of? I want to, um, not dive in, not engulf. I I keep thinking of diving in and engulf. I don't want to dive in or engulf. I want to blank. Anyways, I can't think of the word, but I think you know what I mean. I really, I really want to, uh, learn their culture and, and, and experience, uh, Japan. So I think that's, that is, that's the place I want to go. I mean, there's, there's a ton of places that I want to go. There's a ton and I haven't really traveled that much in 2019, not nearly as much 2018. I was gone every month. Um, 2019, I've been in LA just building my business and that's, that's basically it next year. My plans for next year, which I'm, I'm excited about, and I'm going to say this and you guys can keep me accountable. I'm not really sure how I'm going to do this yet, but what I would like to do is I would really like to plan a trip for every quarter and buy my plane tickets for every quarter. And so that I don't have a choice, but I'm going like I'm going. That's it. I have to go. And in and in that way I'll be able to schedule all of my work around play. And this isn't this isn't new. I didn't make this up. This is something that people talk about. Um, but 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 scheduling your play first and then scheduling your work around your play is probably the best thing you could do. Maybe not when you're just starting out. Um, or maybe if you're starting out, just doing it on a smaller scale. So instead of going to Japan, you could maybe take like a, like a, a weekend off or, or whatever. You can, you could do it in your own unique way. Um, but scheduling play and then, then, and then scheduling your work around it is just a great way to, to keep you fresh and to keep you motivated and looking forward to something. That's huge. You know, the, the whole Gary V mentality is like work, 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 work. But if you're, if you don't have anything to look forward to, um, anything to, um, anything that's on the calendar to really just, you know, have fun and and not focus on on work even even though you love your work like i'm sure if i was having a conversation with gary he'd be like well you know you should love what you do and and blah 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 and and that's that's totally true i i do totally love what i do but i also want to you know learn a new skill and and just have fun and and have that not be or have anything to do with 
making money or or providing a service or anything like just literally being in my own bubble and not and not even tell anyone about it just just do me be in my own little world i kind of had a thought uh earlier today when i was at the gym like how i i asked myself this question how how would i be acting right now if social media didn't exist and i would go back and kind of think about how i would live life without social media and it was very present it was so present oh my god it like there is there is smaller comparison on a much smaller scale and there's a lot of don't get me wrong there's extreme uh po- there's so many positives on social media like my life is is completely changed but those negatives of comparison and not socializing like like we used to like talking to people and that's like the only form of communication you had it was just different and it just brought you into the present moment way more uh, than social and so I was just thinking about that I'm like wow like I, I, like I used to just do fun things and not feel like I had to create any content around it you know what I mean and it's kind of a, it's a very freeing feeling. And so I kind of brought myself back into that place while I was working out today. I'm like, wow, like that sounds really, really nice. Me saying that, I feel like next year I really want to work on scheduling that play for just me and not for content purposes, not for obviously I'm going to like go to Japan and take a bunch of photos and and maybe create a vlog or whatever, but only do it if I really want to and not because it it it's going to look good for my brand or uh, it's going to look good for Instagram or TikTok or whatever the fucking application you're going to use. Um, that's that's what I'm talking about here. So that was that was a huge uh, detour there. Um, but hopefully that that provided some value there. Uh, let's let's move to the next question. Uh, we got Casper Casper Starenda. Uh, he asked, "What is your dream car?" So this is the dream car question. Um, for me, I tried. I, I've always tried to live my life doing what, doing the opposite of what other people are doing. Like if some person is doing, or if everyone's making blank decisions, I wanna, I wanna make a, a completely opposite decision. And that has to, that has to do with like my, my interests as well. And like, and, and the the things that I purchase, I don't want to get what everyone else is getting. And so even though like, I absolutely love like an R8 or a certain car, it's really hard for me to get one now because so many people get them and I've been around them. So no, so it used to be an R8 a few years back and it's not anymore. And so right now my dream car and my, this has been my dream car for the past year is the Tesla Roadster 2. Uh, that car, it's not even out yet. And I think that's why it's it's so appealing. But like I said, I, I don't want to get what everyone else is getting. And so I have a feeling that everybody is going to buy that car, especially a bunch of social media people are going to buy that car. I just have a feeling everyone's going to buy that freaking car. And it may sway my decision when it, the time that I am ready to purchase that car uh, comes. It might sway my decision a little bit. So I don't know. But as of right now, I am always working. I don't know if you guys have seen me post at all, but I'll go to Century City Mall to work. It's a great place to work. And I work right in front of the Tesla dealer because I just I always love visualizing. I'm a big visual guy. Yes, I believe in the law of of attraction and all that. And I'm always visualizing where I want to go. And so I'm I'm always working in front of that Tesla dealer. So if you guys see me, if I ever buy that Tesla Roadster 2, you will know that I have arrived, that I have made it and uh, that I'm doing what I set out to to do and what I want to do. So um, yeah, that, that would be my answer. Let's keep moving. We got Cameron. Cameron Solson. He asked, what made you decide on what to get tattooed? Why that style versus any other? So I have two wolves as a sleeve on my last left arm. And then I have a uh, calligraphy symbol on my right trap. So I've, I've always loved, uh, I've always loved uh, wolves. 
Um, it's always been an animal that uh, I just feel connected to. I love what they represent. But I really, more importantly, I really wanted to collaborate with an artist. I wanted to get tooed by an artist because of the artist and not just because of whatever it is that I wanted to get tattooed. A lot of people get tattooed for something specific that they want and they'll pick an artist just to do it. And I am the complete opposite. I have an idea of what I want, but I keep it somewhat vague and I want the artist more than the tattoo, if that makes sense. I'm an artist. I'm a visual guy and I respect the work and for me to collaborate with an artist and and get their work onto me, I just it's it's way more fulfilling to me just to get something that ooh that looks really good I want that, and so going into the tattoo with uh, I've got a YouTube video about it an old one it's from when I turned I think I turned twenty three yeah I turned twenty oh wow I turned twenty three when I started my sleeve, and uh, it was it represents. A new chapter. So that was around the time I started my vlog series. It was around the time that I made the decision to go down the path that I wanted to go down to and equip being influenced by the people around me and not do what I wanted to set out to do. So it was basically that statement of, I am going to live my life the way I want to live it. And I don't care what anybody else says. And so it was the start of my journey. And that's what the tattoo really represents. Um, regardless of the wolves, regardless of what wolves represent, it's it's really that that first chapter. So the way I get tattoos now is every single time I'm going through a period of growth, every time where I feel like I have evolved in a positive way, I want to get a tattoo to represent that next chapter. And uh, honestly, I really should get a tattoo right now because I've, I've gone through a huge transformation uh, somewhat recently. So uh, maybe I will get a tattoo now. Uh, now that I think about it, you kind of just sparked sparked that interest, and I'm like, okay, wow, wait, I should probably get a tattoo if I'm gonna if I actually mean what I say, because I, I I I've been evolving as a as a human being, um, and I can do, I continue to do so, and so I plan on getting a lot of tattoos because of it. Uh, let's keep it moving. We got Jesus Hernandez, I believe he said. Yes, drop out of high school and pursue film slash photography full time or wait. Wow. Um, I don't know how old you are, but you are in high school. That is that's early, man. <laughs> that is that is really early. Uh, look, I'm I I, I kind of take the side of, of the, you know, don't go to college unless you need a degree. Um to do whatever it is that you want to do. If you don't need a degree, I say don't go to college. That's always been my um, my philosophy. And I actually, I graduated and I feel like I, I, I'm allowed to say that because I graduated. So coming from a place, from a person that has graduated college, um, I feel like I have the right to, to say that. You know, I, I don't regret anything. I don't regret not, I don't regret going through college. I learned a lot about myself and I've gained experience that I can share with you that you can learn from. And I think it's been an important tool, but growing as a person and gaining those experiences, I think you can gain those exact experiences and learn about yourself in different ways besides going to college. You don't have to go to college to, to grow as a person. Uh, I think that's, that's a bunch of bullshit. But high school, high school's early. I don't think I have a right to give advice for you to to drop out or not. But what I will say is you shouldn't drop out if you're not 100% set on the path that you want to go. And when you're in high school, you are very young. And you're not, even though you feel like you know 100%, you don't truly no. I mean, even our, our brains, our human brains don't even fully develop until 26 years old. It's the same thing as getting married at like 19, 20, 21. It's, it's just, it's, 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 you're playing a risk and risk is good, but this is, this is more of like a high risk situation because for example, if you're like, man, I don't like film photography 
at all at 25 years old, which could be 10 years down the road. Uh, that's a long time. Then you don't even have a high school diploma to fall back on. All right. So in, in your case, I would say make sure you truly know the direction that you want to go. And it's hard to know that direction um, at such a young age. And number two is unless you have a business that is making a good amount of money that you can live off of, don't drop out. If you don't have that business, if you don't have that film and photography business where you're crushing it, do not drop out. It is not, it's not worth dropping out of high school when you don't have that business right now. And you can have that business um, and build that business in high school. You can do both a hundred percent. You can, you can, you cannot pay attention in school. You can just get through and, and get D's and C's or F's or whatever and use your time in school to network, to make friends, to have fun. Cause you know, you're not in high school um, ever again. This is the last time you're going to be in high school. So try to enjoy yourself. Have some fun. The real world is a stressful place and you don't want to dive in just yet if you don't have to. Um, really do enjoy yourself and enjoy your time with your friends. But you can easily network, connect, DM a bunch of people and 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 build that that creative network and that, that relationship capital um, throughout high school. And so by the time when you when you are done with high school, you either A, have a business that's doing really well, or B, you have this massive network that you can tap into at any point in time. So that's what I would tell you, tell you um, and, and hopefully that helps. All right, let's move on. We got Jeff1128. Uh, he asks, how to be happy when money is a problem? That's a very good question. Simple answer, make more money. <laughs> money, if you're not happy because money is a problem, make more money. Uh, money, <laughs> there's so many like misconceptions about money. And now like that my eyes have been opened about money, um, it, money like triggers people. It's really interesting. Like, like if someone has more money than others, it's triggering. Um, if you, for example, I... I made this desk setup video. It's got like almost 300,000 views on YouTube right now. And I kind of, I don't know if you call it a mistake. I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I don't know if I called it a mistake, but I, um, I said that my desk that I am currently using, uh, I absolutely love this desk. I said, I bought this desk on Wayfair and it's very affordable and it costs $300. That's what I said. And I got probably maybe 10, 20, maybe 30 comments. I don't even know because I stopped looking at them um, saying like, haha, affordable, you prick, blah, blah, blah. Like, um, I, I don't I don't know what they said, but they said that, you know, $300, like, yeah, it, it would be affordable if you're rich or something like that. And I'm just like, it's kind of amazing how much all of this, the entire world and the way you look at things is perspective. And whether someone's rich or not is is basically it's perspective, right? Um, the, way you, the way you look at money is all perspective. And, and what I mean by that is, is when I was, when I was eight years old or seven years old, uh, you know, and my dad gave me a dollar. I was like, I'm fucking rich, y'all. I am rich. I've got a dollar. You know how much I can get with that? And even in $5, I'm like, I'm, I'm killing it right now. Killing it. Um, I, I don't know what my allowance was. I think it was like, I think it was $5 once I reached like a certain age. But if I had like $4 in my pocket, I was feeling good at that age. And, uh, and as you get older, as you make more and more money, it, um, it starts to become, it starts to feel not as big of a deal, like $300 to me right now. I'm, I'm fortunate enough to feel like if, if I had to pay for $300 for something, I'm like, okay, like that's fine. Boom, done. I don't really think about it. If it's $3,000, okay, now I, I start to think a little bit more, all right? And if it's $30,000, okay, now I'm like, all right, I'm really thinking like, is this is this the, the right investment, blah, 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 blah. And it goes up and up and up. Um, 
and you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's all perspective. So the more money you make isn't necessarily going to give you happiness. If money is a problem where it's stressing you out, then yeah, I understand. And I think that's where you're coming from, Jeff, is that you're stressed out right now because you're figuring out the money situation in order to pay for your bills. And so in this case, I I will agree with you. And, 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 and the best way to to be happy is to make more money. You got to become resourceful. You have to figure this shit out. You got to research, you got to invest in yourself. You got to take risks and you got to, you got to, you got to make decisions that might not feel so good. Like right now, you know what I mean? You have to put yourself in a position where you feel like you already have money. How is that person going to make decisions? I've already talked about this a ton on this podcast is you got to put yourself in the, in a position where, and, and just pretend just think about it. Like if you had a million dollars right now, wh- like how would you act? What decisions would you make? Would you make that investment into that coaching program? Would you invest in mentorship? Would you invest in this or that? Yeah, you would because money's not an issue and you know it's a good investment. But as soon as you take that money away, you're like, oh, shoot, I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I should do that. That's where the problems lie. And you got to look at your patterns. Like you're in this position right now because of all of the, the previous decisions you've made in the past. And those decisions, the more decisions you make, the worse that pattern gets and the wor- and the harder it, it, it is to break that pattern. So it's going to be really, really hard. But, you know, to really make your answer easy, it's you got to make more money and that's it. And money, there's a lot of misconceptions about money. Money, first of all, money gives you freedom. And that's why I try to make more money because I want it the freedom to do whatever the hell it is that I want to do. If I want to go buy that Tesla Roadster too, I want to buy that Tesla Roadster too. If I want to go and pay for my parents to come to LA, I want to be able to pay for my parents to come to LA. If I want to get married and put everybody up in a really nice villa and, and get married at that villa and do like some all inclusive thing and, and just make it a destination wedding and, and pay for everyone's trip. I want to be able to do that. And as soon as I'm not allowed to be able to do something that I want to do, that's a problem. And so I am in, I am tunnel vision into making more money to give myself more freedom to do the things that I want to do. And money just makes you more of what you already are. It's like steroids. It's It really is. There's misconceptions about steroids as well. Most people think steroids make you angry. Most people make steroids make you massive. Different steroids make you do different things. But for the most part, they make you more of what you already are. If you've got massive shoulders, they're going to give you massive shoulders. If you have a smaller chest and massive shoulders, they're going to give you a bigger chest, but your shoulders are still going to be bigger right? And they also make you more of, of who you are as an actual person. If you're, if you're a really happy person and like you're, you're very energetic, steroids are going to make you more happy and more energetic. If you're an angry person, like at, to the core, like you've, you've had some trauma in your life and you're just an angry person, steroids are going to make you more of an angry person unless you actually fix the root of the problem. And so money if you're a selfish person, more money is going to make you more selfish. If you're a giving person now, when you get more money, you're going to be more of a giving person. You're going to give more money to charities and whatnot. So I don't know if that answers your question, but hopefully that kind of eliminates some of the misconceptions and about money and other things and, and hopefully kind of kicks your ass a little bit to, to make some more money. Let's, let's go. And if you need help making more money, let me know shoot me a DM. Uh, next question. We're, we're almost to the end guys. This is a long fucking episode. (laughs) Uh, uh, okay. Excuse me. Uh, we got a question by Svantianen. Svantianen. Uh, hopefully I got that right. Uh, she asked, is there a good recipe to making an intro for your personal brand? I'm assuming you mean YouTube channel for me. I've always like filmed my own intro and I'm always about 
like films and basing my inspiration off of films that we can watch today in movies and, or uh, in the theater and stuff like actual films, um, like Hollywood films and whatnot. That's where I gained my inspiration for my for my intros. Uh, but if you're looking for like an intro, like a Peter McKinnon intro or something like that, where there's like motion graphics and, and cool things, uh, I use Envato Elements. It's an incredible, incredible platform. And, uh, I, I use those for my coaching program intros. So for each module, I have, I have an intro for each module and, uh, I, I buy a template, um, and it usually it's from Envato Elements. So check it out. I highly recommend it. I'm pretty sure Peter McKinnon got his from Envato Elements. And uh, a bunch of people get a bunch of uh, YouTubers that uh, you probably watch get their intros from Envato Elements. Next question. Davika Martins. How did you get your first guests for the podcast? So uh, that's a great question. I just asked my friends. It's relationship capital. So without realizing it, I've been able to build a pretty dope network of creatives, entrepreneurs, influencers, etc. And now because they're in my network, I've built relationships, I've provided value, I can ask them to be on the podcast. And so that's why I highly recommend to just constantly build relationships. Don't do it in order to get something from it. Do it because you actually like the person, you, you, you enjoy what they do, and you can acknowledge them for what they do because you enjoy what they do so much and you believe in them and whatnot. So just don't, don't do it with a person that you're just trying to get something from them, from them and you don't really like what they actually do. Um, you know, try to connect with people that, that really make you feel good. Uh, and, and you do that for a long period of time and you're going to, you're going to realize asking guests and stuff is, is very, very easy. So, uh, because this podcast is still new, this is the 29th episode. I've literally just tapped into my own network. And once I've tapped into my network, then I'm going to really start branching out to people that I don't quite yet have a relationship with, but use the podcast to create that relationship, if that makes sense. Uh, we got another question. The Mirage image, the Mira, the Mira image, the Mira image, I think. Uh, he asked best ways to overcome fear induced procrastination. Um, I think we pretty much asked this about it's, it's very similar with, uh, how do you get inspired if you're uninspired? Uh, for me, it's always start with the little things, the real easy stuff to gain that momentum. Momentum is huge. And I'm sure you can relate to this, how you do the first thing on your to-do list and you're like, mm, that felt good onto the next and onto the next and onto the next. You gain that momentum and then the harder stuff doesn't seem as bad because you've already gotten into the momentum. You've already established or, or finished uh, some of those things on your to-do list. And now getting into that hard stuff is, is a little bit easier. doesn't mean to always just do the easy stuff first and, and then do the hard stuff. Uh, but if you are feeling like you're procrastinating, um, it's, it's, it's good to start with a couple of easy things first. Uh, but if you want to just say, screw it, start with that hard thing and just f tackle it because think about how good you're going to feel as soon as you get that massive thing done that's just been weighing you down. Like for me right now, I've got something that I have to get done today and it's kind of weighing me down. And so as soon as I'm done recording this podcast, I'm going to tackle that mother effort head on because I know I'm going to feel so good when I get it done. And that that gives me the inspiration to get it done. Okay, last question here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guys be and get on with your day. Uh, we got a question uh, from Haiba. Uh, man, I don't know how to pronounce it, but uh, the guy that won the the podcast giveaway, the headphones, he has a question. How do you position yourself in the business to get clients as a photographer and videographer? To answer this as simply as possible. To answer this as simply as possible. Build a portfolio that you are proud of, whether it's with free work, spec work, 
um, paid work, whatever it is, build a portfolio where you're like, if you show that to someone, you feel excited to show them. So feel good about it. And then do whatever you can to tap into a person's network, but by first providing them value by solving their problem, solve their problem and sometimes solve their problem for free. In other words, by doing free work. And instead of just doing free work, you got to do more than that. You have to pitch yourself or, or you have to position yourself as a problem solver. That's, that's what you're doing because these, these people at the end of the day are hiring you so that they can make more money and grow their business. So it's not just about, Ooh, I'm a creative, I'm an artist, I'm a visual guy. I make beautiful things. It's what it, why is this video important to them? It's making them money. So show them how it's going to make them money. And start with that. Solve their problems, whatever their problem is. If you solve it and you do it for free, you're going to be very valuable, very valuable. And then you'll be able to tap into their network. So try to connect with someone that has a very valuable network. Connect with someone that uh, is is tapped into um, a lot of different people that would need your services, right? And that's that is the fastest, easiest way to do this. That's the easiest way to really get in on this and, and start really building a name for yourself and a business for yourself. So that is a great place to end. I appreciate you for anyone tapping on the play button and listening to this podcast episode. We spit a lot of truth, a lot of good stuff in here. So I hope you take it home and, and write some notes and, and apply it to your own life. If you absolutely love this episode, please share it on Instagram. Tell me what your biggest takeaway was. If it was something, even if I answered your question, let me know and share it on your stories because I want to repost it uh, to let people know about what your your takeaway was, what you learned, yada, yada, yada. Uh, if you want to see this podcast grow, if you want to help me, uh, please, I'd absolutely appreciate it. And uh, I hope you have an incredible, incredible rest of your Tuesday evening and rest of your week. And I will chat with you in the next episode. Peace.